Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kindred spirits here on the RF Refugees Podcast Network. I- I'm going to go ahead and classify this. This is an emergency podcast. I was not expecting to do a kindred spirits uh, podcast this week. I think that was not in the cards. And then uh, the uh, unbelievable news dropped via tweet. We're going to get into all that. Um, John, I'm assuming people who listen to the show don't listen to United 96. We just did United 96. Now we're doing kindred spirits. There's your behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Have <laughs> you doing I'm well? I'm doing great. No, it's good. I'm having a good time. We were having a good day on Twitter here. It's, it's, been, oh, my uh, it's been a positive day here at Kindred Spirits Twitter HQ. Just, uh, just a wild day. Just, let's just, just let's not let's just skip the formalities yes. and get right into the meat of what's uh, what's been happening here. Yes, yes. I feel like I'm I'm wearing a a kicker shirt because they're the only soccer team that's giving me any semblance of joy right now. Um, both in Europe and, and elsewhere. Uh, but let's talk. Let's let's get into this. Um, so uh, we're all relaxing. I'm getting ready to start work. I'm, I'm coming back from a beach vacation. Um, and then I forget. I think I saw the tweet. I forget. I think I was just kind of like taking a break. I kind of scrolled through Twitter. And there is literally the shortest tweet I think I've ever seen. It was, coach's, it was almost like a haiku of a of a of a coach's firing. It just says Rich Rich. Uh, it's, it's Richie Burke. <laughs> uh, Chris Ward. Chris Ward is no longer the coach. Uh, bye, everybody. Hey, look at all our U.S. women's national team players that for, are going to be for sale. Baby shoes never worn of uh, of of coach firing tweets is what that was. Uh, and you know that it, we ha- we saw it at the same time because we both tweeted about it within thirty seconds, <laughs> just saying, "Wow, classic us." That's a classic yeah. us move. But, we we yeah. tried to develop we tried to develop a like on call schedule yeah. for everybody and just completely dropped that by like week three. Yeah. So if we, only enjoy- if it was our job, then we could do that. <laughs> enjoy yeah. enjoy the duplicate tweets, everybody. Um, let's just okay. Let's just let, let, before we get into everything else sort of around this. Let's talk about the actual firing. Do we agree with it? Do we disagree with it? John, I'll start with you, man, because I I believe after the last spirit game, um, you were kind of upset and you were saying like, um, I'm not so sure you, this is on, on our, on our Google chat. Um, you were saying, I think Chris Ward should be done. I think it should be done. You, you've changed your tune a little bit, but I think that might've been just anger. (laughs) No, I think, I think, I think I was responding. There are a lot of fans that had talked to me. uh, Some of the folks that cover the team had talked to me saying that he was in the hot seat. And originally early in the season, I was like, that's dumb. No one, no one could coach through this. And then as the, the, the national team players got back and that mentality was not there to finish out games with, with leads. I was like, well, where else can you point the finger at at this point? Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder now in this lost season, granted, you know, he won you the championship last year, you signed him, but he is still for, from a, from a league perspective, not the type, not a renowned coach that you cannot afford to move on from. I mean, he was, he did a great thing for this club, but if you're Michelle Kang, you're not like, well, I can't fire Chris Ward. The fans will revolt and, you know, I'll never find a coach that's more accomplished than him. And then I just gotta, I just gotta hang on. So, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen right now if it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe in the offseason, if they didn't improve at all, it was possible. When you when you look at a team that has played 16 games and won one after winning the championship last year with relatively the same roster, questions obviously need to be asked. But, you know, well, before we get into the reasons stated, what are you what are you what are you, what's your snap reaction to having having him be dismissed? I mean, my snap reaction, I think my snap reaction was I, 
I really hope this is performance based. This is your we'll run of that. your run of the mill dismissal of a coach and there's not any because I, I mean even if if it is that then i'm going to be relieved because i like chris chris ward is a from yep. from all we've seen from the outside is a pretty good guy and from all we've heard um you know the fans he he really endeared himself to the fans he's famous for wearing some you know uh some gear that supports you know women and women in sports and and yep. all and, and all of those things which is great so from that perspective, I'm like, please let this be just kind of a run of the mill, you know, dismissal. It just it's not working out. Results weren't there. And, you know, I did kind of think I'm like, you know, my thought was, OK, we're going to get the you know, we're going to get the national team players back. Yeah, it might be lost season, but I think, you know, they're going to pull out some results here. But then it wasn't happening. I mean, it hasn't been happening. I mean, yet you had a collapse at home again in at Segra Field. Um. And you, it would just wasn't happening. And, and I think I kind of accepted. I'm like, I mean, if this is performance based, there's got to be, maybe there is something else going on here that's under the hood. And then of course, speaking you of, know, speaking of golf drops, drops the story. Um, apparently there's been some, some strained relationships among, amongst the players. Here's the quote. Uh, Ward's relationship with several players had been deteriorating this year. Two people familiar with the situation said, over the weekend, after a conflict at practice, Ward was disinvited from a team retreat, one person said, requesting anonymity to speak on the matter. So I think, so here's, <laughs> so two things. One, does not sound great, but also mm -hmm. does not sound entirely foreign, uh, except for the second part. The, the being disinvited from the party thing is kind of weird, and I want more. I want a little bit more information on that one. Uh, like, did the, did the team as a whole say, you know, lose your invitation? Was it one or two players? Was it, you know, was it, the, was it the front off? I don't know. I think I want to know more about that. But that that quote got a lot of attention. And everyone said, I hope the players are okay. And I get that. That impetus is very coming from an excellent mm -hmm. place, considering what has happened in NWSL for the last I, X number of years. Has there been a coach in NWSL that has been let go for just purely performance, purely performance reasons not very many, uh, not very many. I, I guarantee you that it, i'm sure there are but that uh that scale is certainly tipped in, in one direction at this point but i i want to make sure that you know I, I tried to call attention to this in a follow-up they got half the attention as the first as the quote but i think bad relationships with some players does not necessarily mean something like felonious or yeah uh, like you know molly molly uh, <laughs> molly will not be writing an article in the washington post describing your your travails necessarily <sighs> it could be but it also that sometimes coaches and players just don't get along particularly coaches and players in a season as frustrating and miserable as this one following the previous one so i think that you know it could still we we are we are t minus 12 hours uh, uh, with very limited reporting on this and no press release and no further context from the team. So we are all very feeling in the dark blind. So something could come out in the next day or week that could make all of us look stupid. Uh, so keep that in mind as a time capsule of where we are in time and, and space as we are talking about this. Well, I, the, the one quote again that says something, I'm, I'm, I'm worried that there's something else going on here is when the team is like, well, we're not even going to put out a press statement. And I'm like, you can't find a intern or somebody to like write a quick, thank you. Chris Ward can't get a quick quote from, um, 
you know, from the from the owner. Thank you, Chris Ward. You won us a championship. That that part to me is incredibly bizarre about all Mm -hmm. of this. Just a tweet. Now, apparently, according to Stephen Goff, the good news is that the players were notified ahead of time via a meeting. Good. Great. They fixed Fantastic. that one process. That's good. <laughs> that process was at least was at least covered. I mean, I understand that the spirit from a from a you know front office you know people perspective, not a whole lot of people there. But I mean, it does raise questions. Like you literally just have to write. You can even be a paragraph statement, no quotes. Like at least put out an email statement, like even an email statement along with the tweet. It's just the tweet. And that that part to me has me worried. I'm like, well, what else? Like, why? Why the sudden like we're not even going to thank the coach? Right. That has me worried that there's something else going on here Um, because we've seen plenty. And I think I, I wrote the tweet a very badly tweet, wrote a tweet. I was like, Richie Burke got a, a better send off from the team. Then uh, Chris Ward has gotten, uh, you know, the guy, the Chicago coach whose name escapes me. I can't think of the, the Chicago coach's name. Roy Dames. Roy Dames got a whole press release. I'm almost positive. Like, thank you so much. You did so much so well. And then the story drops. Like, well, look at the press. Re- look at the look. Yeah. Look at the outcome of those press releases. So maybe they're being skittish. So that leads some credence to sort of like maybe there's something else going on here. We don't know. Yeah, I will say this. I don't know Chris Ward personally at all. And I didn't know Richie Burke at all, really. All I got to know for both of them was sort of like, you know, what they wanted to show to the media. Chris Ward, to me, came off as a very genuine, considered, relatively calm person. I think I'm sure I'm sure that on the field with a whistle in his, in his, in his mouth, it's a different story. But he seemed like a guy that was not extraordinarily quick to temper, maybe like maybe Richie Burke was. Um, and everything he had heard... You know, I had heard I had heard some things and some whispers about about Richie and about how the players actually felt about him. Um, I've not heard that. I've not heard anything uh, about Chris. It says some players. It doesn't say all players. And I think it. I think he may have made enemies with the some players who are very important uh, to the team, who may have a direct line to the boss. That there, there. I don't want to speculate on who what was said. Maybe it was everybody. Maybe they had complete agreement. And solidarity that this guy's got to go. It's not going to work out. But uh, until we know anything, we don't know anything. All we know is that. Go ahead. No, I think there's some. I I do wonder, you know, this is his first head coaching job. He gets handed. He gets handed the reins to this team. He does everything right in what you should do. The team itself, I think, it, it seemed pretty clear last year. The team was almost kind of driving itself. The players, yep. he was doing some coaching. Maybe he was making some suggestions. He was he couldn't change straight. tactics. So you know, he, he he was kind of running it, running it as you know, running it as you should, um, and you know, just kind of keeping keeping the wheels on the way, keeping the the oil changed, everything like that. Gets to this off season, now he's named the permanent head coach. And like anybody, you know, you do want to maybe try to put your stamp on some things. You want to maybe try to adjust some things that you think were good. Maybe when he tried to do that, some players didn't like it. They already had, you know, basically were allowed to sort of drive the team by mm-hmm. himself. I'm not saying Chris Ward wasn't somewhat in charge as being named manager and sort of being the interim manager at that time. But it was pretty clear the players were in control. And then suddenly maybe there was a little bit of control lost. 
or and maybe play some players got upset about that. He was trying to do things. They, he was saying, you know, they were saying, no, we don't we don't want to do this. And he said, well, I think this is going to give us the best chance. I'll consider your opinion, but just kept trying it. And it wasn't right. working. The team was getting worse. It's easy to coach a team when they're winning, when they're winning and everything's going great. Very easy, very difficult once things go poorly. And I think things started to go poorly. I think, you know, things started to deteriorate and, you know, you can see it on the field. Uh, and I think maybe it just got to a point where some players, probably some high up players were like, we're done here. Like, this is not going well. Like, we, we, we're we not happy here. We're not playing well. Um, and this is not going any in a direction that, that we want. And players have incredible amounts of control. And they were probably like, you know, yeah, what do you think to, about that? Move. What do you think about the? What do you think about the ability of a coach to to manage, if a manager to manage, if it's not necessarily ownership and management over here, players over here, players play, coaches coach, owners spend the money and make the final call. What do you think about the ability of a team to function when the players have enough juice to just be like, no, we're you're not invited to the you're not invited to this to this retreat. We're done with you. It, we're, uh, we we made, we've made a call. You're done, and then they go. What do you, barring any bar, obviously barring any other things that come out that we're like, well, okay, never mind. But what do you, what do you think can a can a team function that way where there's so much <laughs> where the where the, the the ship can mutiny the captain whenever you know whenever they want? I mean it it happens it happens in men's professional soccer all the time. Sure, managers are Chelsea is a good example of, of Chelsea. Uh, of that. Man United with Jose Mourinho. I mean, there's examples across the board. You know, I I think, I think if you're if you're any if you are any NWSL organization, you are hypersensitive and hyper aware of what the players are telling you, yep. because you absolutely do not want to miss anything. Like like right now, we're seeing. I think there's been fallout recently with certain coaches. Right now, we are we. I think they are saying like we cannot have, we cannot have anybody sort of come in and rise up to be a coach of an NWSL franchise, and then we find out six months later that they are you know actually not a good person. They might put on a good face, but they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it, not all coaches were just Richie Burke who were just you know loud and loud and obnoxious and abusive, and and there were some coaches that have coached for the coaches that coached for decades that were very well thought of and, but were very, very, uh, they would groom players and, and abuse them like that. So you cannot have another situation like that. So I think that's playing a role here potentially. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing either with how some of these players have been treated and, and around everything else. Yep. Um, I mean, I I think think that's, that's a good, the the pendulum is swinging the other direction now. And I think Mm -hmm. that, I think that's totally fair. And I think we're both saying that in a value neutral perspective. Like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's a good outcome or a bad outcome, but it is certainly an understandable outcome of where we have been uh, with way, the way players have been treated in this I, league worse than any, any, any other league uh, in, in, in American professional sports. That's for sure. I, I will say if there is, if there is something awful that we find out later about, I'm not saying we will. And, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not implying anything, anything to that happens when you podcast uh, four hours (laughs) from no from no press release from a team. Yeah, I I don't know. I I just keep going back to the the statement with no 
with no actual release and it all that all just feels very weird and very bizarre to me that it almost leads me to say there has to be something else. And I feel like as an organization like the spirit, you're almost opening yourself up to those to to, to reporters wanting to ask questions. I guarantee you, Meg Lindenham, Stephen Golf, Molly, uh, uh, Molly of the Washington Post is oh, they're all reaching out to their contacts. They're all reaching out to their people. Hey, what's going on here? What, what was happening here? They might not find anything. There might be nothing. I mean, nope. It was just a situation and we just didn't have the staff. Everybody was, you know, busy with other things. We didn't have a person we could get together a press release. I, th- I think they could have put together something eventually. No, but, they've, this is a choice, Ted. They, 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 this, this was not a staffing thing. This is a decision that they made. Um, the, the, the communications office was, was working on other things throughout the day and responding yeah. to emails. This was a decision they made. So it's either, as you said, there's something else at play here, or this is just, you know, it's just the way they want to do things this time. They would, they'd prefer to uh, the fact that he didn't want to, and I, you know, we're doing, we're doing gossip stuff here because we have to, because we have no information. <laughs> we have no uh, information to go off, but we have, we have very little information. Um, the only tweet we got was from Jordan small, by the way, in the front office, but I think he's been promoted up um, in that, in that position uh, who posted a, a GIF of someone breathing. So yeah, she's, she's now, a, she's, she's working as a, uh, as, as a, uh, on the equipment, the equipment staff. Yeah. So, so she's, I, the, she's the only one who's posted anything. This she may, she may be extremely happy that, uh, that, that she's not working on the comm team today. I think. <laughs> that's, I think, I think that that's might be it, true. She's, yeah. she had enough of that last year. She's, she's escaped that let's, this time. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Six, you, uh, six national team players called up for friendlies. <laughs> that's no, but, but I, but I want to say, where does the team go from here? Where, where do you go next from here? Well, the 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 the, the rumor is that uh, Angela Salem is going to not rumor the reported information is that Angela Salem, the assistant coach. Also, remember Lee Nguyen uh, returned to co- playing uh, two weeks ago. That probably should have been the first warning here. That Maybe something was something. up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Angela Salem is going to run training this week and probably coach uh, the game on Sunday against the Dash. They've been. I mean, the sources are saying she's going to run training. But I think there's going. They're working the background checks on the on the interim coaches because they don't want to again bring somebody in uh, that later the milkshake duck uh, interim coach. Here, here's here's all I'm gonna say. Uh, there there was a certain coach that just left his position as yep. a manager of the Netherlands in Mike yep. Parsons. Now that that would be Mark. Mark sorry, Mark Parsons. Um, that would be a big signing, but also a. Um, not a again it's the it speaks to the you know still the old boys club despite you know not having a more diverse you know uh diverse management hire i do wonder if maybe that you know maybe they do have something they were already in the background lining up and that's why they because normally like when you say a a player is gone you then have a um you then have a uh a a interim manager named like in that announcement yep. it's usually yep. like when you know when they fired Leonardo Lasada they came out quick with a statement saying Chad Ashton, Chad Ashton. Is, is now the is now the interim manager also Mark Pars- uh, Mark Parsons was a general manager and a head coach here in Washington he has experience yep. being here um, will not surprise me in the slightest if he is named head coach that would be the least surprising thing 
um, I, I think uh, we, we could see this. We could see. The other possibility was that Mark Krikorian, the general manager of the Spirit, was going to fill in. That's what Pablo reported, but Steve Goff sort of said that that, that is not consistent with the information it, that he has. And that is, and that honestly leads me to believe that there might be some, we might be getting a coaching announcement. Maybe there a coaching announcement here soon about a replacement. And Mark Parsons, the everything's lining up with that. But I do hope, you know, I do hope the play, whoever they hire, hope the players, whoever they hire, the players are okay with it. Uh, obviously, they, better be, apparently. Yeah, the play- <laughs> they, they clearly need to make sure that they're okay with it. <laughs> the players were consulted and everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. You said it best. You said it best. The the spirit trying not to have a weird season over two already. Yep. Um, yep. So, I, and I I also you know I think as we talk about player power, I think it's interesting uh, as a manager stepping into this position, sort of seeing what has gone on the last two years. Uh, you know, the first year being something different, but the second year sort of saying, all right, well, clearly I know that. Uh, in addition to winning games, which unfortunately Chris Ward was not really able to do this year. Like I've got to keep these, I got to keep these players on side. I've got to make sure that, you know, and that's everybody's job. That's every manager's ever job. But I think that maybe more so than other clubs, you can't afford uh, to be bad and to have malcontents. So you can do one, one of the others, but you cannot do both. Uh, And that was, I think what got him here at the end, barring any other, other information. So I'd be curious to see to your point, Mark Parsons is, is retread and a very accomplished retread, do they want to go with saying, all right, we've got this club that has seven national, seven U S national team players on it. Do we want to entrust that to a player? We're giving somebody a chance here. And that's, that's, that's valid. Like giving somebody who's never done this a chance who may grow into the job and and do well. Or do they say we can't afford to do that in this Mm -hmm. particular situation with the club we have, we've got to go with a proven winner because we have, we're only going to have these players so long because you can't keep, there's going to be expansion drafts. These players are going to expense themselves out of contracts. So I'm curious which way this goes, right? Like those are two sort of big, big pendulum swings on how they want to, how they want to identify and hire. It'd be interesting to me if they say, you know, we're going to, we're going to pick a out of the box hire here and hire a play, hire a manager that hasn't done this before, but we're, we're, we're committed to, providing opportunities to move up into these positions for communities or groups that haven't had a chance in the past. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. And you, you hit the nail on the head. They have, I, I think all of this came together quicker than they thought it would. Um, I think they thought they were in a, you know, two, three year project and then they win the championship. So now you've got all these players that suddenly get all this attention, Ashley Hatch, Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, that were not getting the attention on the higher level that they, that they, that they were, uh, at the start of the at the start of last season, at the start of 2021. So I think that came together very quickly for them. And I think now I think you do need to go get an experienced manager also because you have a lot of and I think that I think Chris Ward's deficiencies were sort of laid to bear this year through the collapses and also through how trying to just manage to get a win with, you know, obviously you're missing a lot of players and with those rosters, with those, with those, with those, with those that month's rosters looking at like having four national team replacement players in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if Mourinho could have managed to draw in some of those. Yeah. Mourinho. (laughs) I mean, and you know, so I, I think that, but I think that might be playing into a role. If you get an accomplished manager, maybe you can do some Mm -hmm. better 
recruitment. Um, I think the clearly the move for the GM was let's get a player who knows sort of the the college scene and recruitment and everything like that. I think that was the clear the clear the clear sign with the general manager hire. One one area that we've not mm-hmm. talked about that could be in play here is uh, Chris Ward has talked about getting more players in the door for the whole season. And Jalen Jaden Shaw was uh, a player that we thought was going to be it and then wasn't. And then no other players really came in other than national team replacement players. I'm wondering, too, is possible when we get all the reporting out, was there tension in the front office between Chris Ward asking for things uh, and the front office not either able or willing to provide them as far as player sort of saying, like, look at this roster. You don't need any more toys. Like, figure out how to get some points with this extremely talented roster now that you got them back. I'm curious. You know, just just sort of seeing that because the window is closing here, I think, next week. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see if that that was part of it as well. No. But we don't know. We're just well, guessing. Might have a might have a top draft pick coming in, considering how the season considering how the season's going. So I'm not sure who the who the who the top player is. So you might get another top player for for doing that. And and trust me, finishing last and getting a top draft pick, as we've seen, is uh, so can be. Yep, it can it can be lucrative. It's not like it is in MLS right now. Um, the spirit, the spirit actually have a game this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, try as we might to get excited about another game. They're playing the Houston Dash on the twenty seventh in Houston. This is a match. That, we don't need to tell you what the Spirit's uh, current record is, but this is a matchup that the Spirit have generally done pretty well over mm-hmm. over over the year. I think last year, last year was the bizarre situation in which the home game uh, was played in Houston. For, for the spirit, the spirit had lost their stadium and they had to go to Houston to play the home game. And is that the one we did the, the Twitch broadcast? Yeah, we from? did the Twitch broadcast from. Yep. And they did not win that game. I believe they lost two, two. It was a two, two draw. Or I, three, two, two two, I think it was a two, two draw. I want to say That's all things fuzzy now. Either way, uh, this is actually, yeah, we can look, just look back in time. August 13th, yep. 2021, two, 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 two draw. Yep. But prior to that, the last, the other two, uh, the other two matchups were a one nothing win by the Spirit and a two one win by the Spirit. Obviously, this year is much much different. The Houston Dash come in getting spanked by San Diego three to one. But other than that, uh, beat Gotham, drew against Louisville, beat beat OL Reign, uh, and then beat Gotham four to two. Gotham is uh, another bad team this year, which is kind of interesting. They are technically bottom of the table on goal differential, even though we have one game in hand. So keep that in mind as we're looking at a uh, uh, first round draft pick, <laughs> first round draft picks, wooden spoon race. They, they might be our competition. <laughs> well, we got the game September 17th with them. So that's be, true. It's the battle. It's the battle of it's the battle of the draft picks. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to tell you how the spirit of dying lately uh, after after three consecutive draws, two of which of them should have been wins. Uh, they lost to the Portland Thorns uh, at home. So this game is a game. It is certainly a game. It 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 is for three points in the standings. They are technically not eliminated from the playoffs. Similar to DC <laughs> United, math is still on their side. They're going to have to win. I think every other game. Yeah, they well, every game, every game, every game. I, I, I'm almost positive about. So they got so one. So maybe two, this three, is what four, they do. Five. Maybe they're trying to do a 2021 here. They figure fire Chris Ward. <laughs> we need an inciting incident. <laughs> and that's this one. And then we can go on a, we can go on a run. So let's see. Um, is, you know, I, we go ahead. I was going to say 11. Let's see. We had 11 points out of obviously, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. Cause I forget the, the <laughs> NWSL schedule has made negative sense this year with the amount of teams that still have like three, four games in hand. 
or have several games in hand, it's at this point probably not even worth for me to try to do math to figure out like what they would need to do. Just win every game, I think, is the is yeah. the key here. <laughs> That's it. That gives you uh that gives you 18 points, that moves you to 30 points and uh would put you potentially in a playoff position, though a lot can change. So uh, we'll see if it happens. I, I doubt. I doubt it will, though. I think this is this is a a lost season. Um, not. Uh-huh. Sure. I'll yep. be. I'll be curious to see the team might go out firing on all cylinders once Chris. If Chris Ward's, if they go out and win win on Saturday, then that's when the questions will really start because then it's gonna be like, well, what what happened here? How did this deteriorate under Chris Ward's? Under Chris Ward's. If that watch? happens, you know who the coach is next year? Tori Huster. That's just what we're gonna do. We're just gonna do a player coach. <laughs> That's how we're going to do this from thing from now on, because clearly they just do not vibe with anybody. Did you just just as a last sort of NWSL throwaway? Did you see Lola Bonta's uh, celebration after scoring this weekend? I did not. No, oh boy. It is great. So uh, search it. It's a, it's a she scored against. Who was it against? Uh, I don't know. Who it was against. She scores. She does a uh, she's galloping on the end line as though she's pulled her hamstring. She's doing like the fake hamstring walk and then just sort of like pop and locks it, like throws her shoulder back and her and her hips. <laughs> it was a very it was good because she was selling it enough with like with her face. She's like, oh, oh, no, I'm hurt. And then I think somebody did that in minor league baseball earlier this year. And maybe it's just a Gen Z thing. <laughs> maybe it's a TikTok dance. I don't know. But uh, a plus I, I would like that. So similar to the way in which uh, when my, our, our our rallying call for DC United has been, if you're going to be bad, be interesting. We've mm-hmm. got the end of this season here. Let's bust out some sellies. Let's like let's find some joy. <laughs> let's find a way to make us entertaining for these spirit spirit players and also spirit fans who are just at the end of their they're just very tight. They Washington Spirit fans for your own sort of like mental health do not have notifications for spirit tweets. Like don't get <laughs> notified when they tweet cuz there's a good there's a good chance in the last 2 years you're going to get one you don't like and it's going to send it's going to ruin your day. Like today yeah. might have ruined your day a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, if you're listening to this for the first time because you uh, all of a sudden saw our Twitter account from today, hi, uh, we do this every <laughs> week. So I hope you like this and uh, tell your friends about the only Washington Spirit podcast in the game, the 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 reigning champions, but potentially wooden spoon <laughs> owners of 2022. Weird. We do it all. NWSL is wild. If you if you ever get the chance, first time watching NWSL, it's wild. It's it's never. There's never a dull moment uh, in in certainly NWSL not, soccer. Certainly not in Washington either. Nope, certainly not in Washington either. All right, that's going to do it, folks. Thank you all so much for listening for Kindred Spirits. Um, if you're new to the show, like I said, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. We are still. Um, I think uh, Plex Weather did drop a episode later, but did we they? are the yes, but we are the <sighs> Jason. We, come we, on, man. <laughs> we are the we are the only regular weekly. Yeah, take that show uh who covers the team and we have some great interviews by the way with um i believe you did one with bailey feist right i did that is now available also yes. uh, there uh jay uh wow who else sam Staub is gonna is, is next at some point some julie point. rotter <laughs> julie rotter we talked to earlier this julie week, rotter earlier this month yep and julie rotter as well chris so ward also if you want to talk go back in the time machine we got chris ward as our first interview in episode one so yeah go, go back, back go back to a different time I, I'm sure I'm sure our first request will be the new coach, whoever they may, whoever mm-hmm. may they may hire. That'll be our first request. So we no guarantees, but, you know, hopefully we get that. All right. That's going to do it, folks. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you uh, next week. Bye. Bye bye.